Hearing creaks coming from your closet. Rustling outside your window. Did you hear guttural woots or wood knocks deep in the woods during your last camping trip? Ever seen strange lights in the sky? Ever feel like someone or something is in the room with you? Rest assured, you are not alone. We are not alone. Take a dive into the strange, unusual, and hauntingly true. You've stumbled upon the Line Begins to Blur podcast. Join your host, Chris G., as he explores the paranormal, cryptid sightings, supernatural events, along with a little true crime from the past and present. Hey guys, welcome back to the Line Begins to Blur podcast. Thanks for tuning back in. I'm glad to see that you guys decided to come back for more. So I have another guest in the studio today. Um, If you guys remember back in episode, I believe episode one, I shared a little interesting story uh, about my first uh, UFO, I I think UFO encounter. Well, I have my my partner in crime in that incident. I have Mr. Timberger here. Go ahead and say hi, Tim. Hey, good evening. All right. So yeah, we're definitely, uh, we're here to share a few things and I'm going to have him elaborate on on his uh, perspective of that story. Absolutely. Um, and then in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Travis Walton UFO incident. So uh, go ahead and uh, stay here and uh, get comfortable. Grab a beer. I know we have ours. And then we'll get to it. But first, let's do the World Worldly News. Thanks a lot. Well, hey guys, in California, there's a duplex with mannequins in every room and it's being listed for 650 G's to be sold as is. Well, the multifamily home in South Lake Tahoe comes furnished with vintage decor and more. There's a house in California that comes with some unusual occupants. The five bedroom, three bedroom multifamily home at 3695 Primrose Boulevard in South Lake Tahoe has been listed for 650 G's and comes with several mannequins and statues. I wonder what was going on there. You know, the funny thing about that, too, is uh, even the mannequins thought that price was kind of stiff. Oh, hey hey-ho! Yeah, California, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, for those of you that don't, well, I'm pretty sure everybody knows it. The price of real estate is kind of high. So uh, if you need to have a mannequin uh, stay in your house with you, that kind of tells you something. <laughs> I know, right? How bad must you be? Ah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, with a little love, the duplex has a great income property potential. So uh, why don't you guys go ahead and look into it? So I do have a question about that. What are the neighbors like, then, if you're uh, the occupants are mannequins? Right. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they're fashionistas, you know. Oh, really? Tailors. <laughs> Could we be. We have tailors in the neighborhood. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so it's like, well, you know, that this shirt doesn't quite look right on you. Let's see if we can make this a little bit better. $650,000. I hope that makes it worth it. I mean. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It sounds like it's a pretty uh, stiff deal there. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to get into it. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, thanks for joining in. 
Timberger and I here. Um, we're actually starting this podcast a little differently. Um, he and I are doing a little drinking here. Uh, yeah, after uh, after the uh, mannequin house, uh, let's see what what can we do? What are we drinking? So, what is this? So I personally, um, I'm, I'm a big Deftones fan, so I've been buying all their beers, yes. and and they just came out with the Deftones Ohms Pale Ale by Belching Beaver. So uh, fortunate enough to get a few of those, so we're gonna go ahead and partake in that. Yeah, and by the way, I'm gonna take a sip of this and try to see what it's like. But by the way, um, he is a big Deftones fan, and I will attest to that. Um, so much so that last summer, I believe it was. My well, own no, summer? no, two two summers ago, it had to be because of the pandemic. But anyway, um, they're such Deftones fans that. There was a concert in August that they had asked me to go to and join them. And right when they said August in Los Angeles and no shade, I said, absolutely not. But yeah, yeah, this guy's such a big Deftones fan. I think it was about 110 degrees that day and there oh, was yeah. no shade and you guys went nope. out there. <laughs> we are in the Pasadena Rose Bowl, the uh, golf course. Yes, no shade at all. No shade. Now, I'm going to guess that you guys really wanted to uh, drive drive far away that day well it was my own summer <laughs> so you know you can shove it shove it shove it <laughs> oh my lord all right so i'm sorry where, where were we going with this so in trying the beer it's actually not bad it's a uh, it's it's hoppy it's a yeah. little hoppy for sure definitely an ipa bro yeah man yeah total wines and more this is going to be in that section so my critique on it it's uh not bad it's uh warm it's a good warm uh well, I don't know if that's the right descriptive, but it's a, it's a hoppy. It's it's got a little citrus kick to it. Um, yes, you know, it's an IPA. Fuck it. So try it if you can. Well, after this, after drinking this, I can definitely say that I'm not bored. I only got about seven words to say about that beer. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. So yeah, um, like I said earlier, um, well, actually, let's start this off. So I shared our little drive through Nevada. Yes. So, um, yes. Since you were the, the the partner in crime, you're the driver. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell us your perspective of the whole thing? Like, you know, so you don't have to, have to go into all the detail. Um, let's just start with when we left um, on our way back to the freeway. This this is a very this is a very um, interesting story because when I first heard the podcast, I want to say about two or three weeks back, I was just in shock as because I totally forgot about it. But uh, the one thing I do remember, yeah, we did go get fireworks. I do remember that part. Yep. And I do remember that the um, the van that we had went in it was my mother's van. And it was an old 1990 Dodge Caravan or something like that. Yep. I mean, you know, you want to say Griswold? It was like a you know <laughs> old tattered white and uh, you know faded brown on the side. And this thing was limping on its last leg. And, Windows didn't um, roll up. Now here's the thing: when you're in your, when you're in your 20s and your priorities. We'd never do this now. Yeah, yeah. But when you you're in your 20s and your priorities, it's like all right. Well, let's go get fireworks, and how are we going to get that in the most unreliable van in the planet, driving through the desert? Like an additional, like what? Yeah. 80 miles outside? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, Both ways? In order to add some danger to the trip. So, now, if you can imagine being out there, it was about, what, 10, 11, 9, something like that? It was yeah. very dark. I do remember that much. 
if you can remember, if you can imagine just being out there in the desert, you know, driving by yourself, you, you've heard all this. If you're listening to this podcast, you've heard this Area 51 stories, you've heard Groom Lake, you've heard all that stuff. Bob Lazar. Uh, Art Bell. Yeah, all that stuff, you know, and we're driving outside of, you know, the, the, the outskirts of Area 51. And, uh, you know, if you can imagine all that and then having this green hue in the sky behind you. I mean, and what, what, to this day, man, still kind of, like, surprises me just the sheer size of this globe. Yes. Like, I mean, it yes. was huge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, because, t- I mean, yeah, I remember that shit was scary. And I think we were both... It was that nervous kind of like, but you know, it's like talking about the Raiders game after talking about like you know baking to the guys. Yeah, you know, it's that nervous kind of laughter. It's like, yeah, 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 <laughs> because we were trying to like be brave about it, but we were. I think well, clearly we were both scared. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't help. Like the van was on its last leg. I exactly. Mean, yeah. Yeah. You, you just compounded. Yeah, because I mean, seriously, like. If I knew that it was like if shit was going down and for sure we were gonna be able to get away, okay, not as scary, but yes, I damn, you know, like you had to get out and push the van to get it to start moving, you know. So. What are you gonna do? I mean, it's not like oh, okay, well we're gonna out out you know out race the uh, UFO in this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. I didn't so. want to get probed, man. <laughs> I do the probing. I'm not getting probed. <laughs> well. <laughs> that'd be that'd be the one time that I'm happier that you, you're you're more handsome than I am. <laughs> that'd be the one time. Hey man, different strokes for different folks, my friend. That's all I can say. But yes, I mean it was scary, and I mean I'm not gonna sit here and say that for sure. Like we knew it was a, a UFO. We we don't know what it was. This we don't know where that light came from, and that's the the crazy part because. We're literally in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Like, there's nothing there. There's no mm-hmm. fucking lights. I don't even think there was, like, power lines or anything. Because, I mean, we're, like, no. nowhere. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for that sheer amount of light to light up a whole side of a mountain and then be green with no, with seemingly no power source, I don't know. So. And the thing is, too, I think uh, one thing we can de- take away from that trip is uh, I don't think we were ever so happy to get home yeah. and to have made it home uh, uh, from any other trip than that. Uh, Seriously. Uh, you talk about close encounters. Again, like you said, we don't know what it was, but uh, it was very bright, very scary. It was an eye-opener. Yes. Yes, definitely. So, Nevada, um, if you've ever been, you know, if you've ever been out there, yeah, there's, there's not much. I mean, there's just, you know, just empty plains fields yeah stuff like that desert a lot of you know people dune bugging and all that so yeah there's not much help either (laughs) yeah because i don't think we saw like another car i think maybe what like 15 minutes from like 15 minutes when we started so like i mean hours like hours and hours and hours yeah no no cars nobody exactly so So, yeah our asses would have been bleached bones out there if shit had gone south But yeah, that's well. Here's the thing: you have to think about. This is the one thing that 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 you left out. Okay, let's just say we we did get abducted. Let's just say that, right? We had a peace offering. Well, that's true. We had fireworks. We had fireworks. We had fireworks. Had a lot of fireworks. Like, hey, you know, you guys, (laughs) you don't have this in Zeta Reticuli. Hey, come on now, come on. We got Roman candles over here. (laughs) That's got to be worth something. 
You know, <laughs> so you don't know. They, they, you know, these guys are kind of cool. Maybe we won't probe them this time. Yeah, maybe you know, but uh, or well, let's just probe one of them. Heads or tails? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tails never fails. Tails, uh, I, I yeah. guess tails in that one. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean that's a very valid point, man. We don't know. We don't know what it is all about. All we can do is speculate and be grateful that we made it back. And uh, funny thing is, shockingly, nobody believed us when we told them. But hey, it is what it is. But uh, that's actually a really good segue, Tim. That question, you know, talking about abductions. So, um, you know, yeah, like I said earlier, uh, the, the purpose of this podcast or yes. the subject matter of this podcast, I should say, is the, the Travis Walton UFO abduction. So um, it's a very famous story. Yes. It uh, inspired that movie. It's kind of a shitty movie. Uh, I, I love the movie, by the way. I mean, I, I watched it a few times, but let's be real. It's a shitty movie. Um, it's that got that uh, Sweeney guy. I forgot his name um, as the main character. Wow. Um, but but uh, I just yeah. wish, before we get into that, um, I just wish that at some point in the film, Robert Patrick had come out and said, with the picture, have you seen this boy? So, I was kind of hoping for that. Right, right. Yes. I mean, well, you know what the, the funny part is? He's actually in that movie. Robert Patrick is in that movie. Right? That, that's a good point, my friend. I'm sorry. I didn't even catch that until just now. I'm a little slow. Sorry, guys. It's the it's the Ohms IPA that's kind of fucking me up. My bad. So I do, I do have a couple questions for you uh, before we get into this. So uh, just... just for the listeners that are just because uh, uh, I'm actually curious myself what is it what is the main thing that kind of uh, led you to get into the paranormal what led you get into to get to do a podcast like this I guess what was the main event were there main events or was there or is this something that you've already kind of gone into or <clears throat> well uh, thanks for that question Tim um, it's actually a good question <clears throat> excuse me um my listeners are used to the shit. My fucking voice is always fucked up. So, <clears throat> I've always, as you know, you've known me more than half my life, like two-thirds of my life. Yes. Um, I've always been into extreme, like, you know, extreme stuff. Uh, heavier music. Uh, I've always kind of been in, like, horror movies. Yes. Uh, you know, tattoos. I started getting tattooed really young. Yes, um, yes. That's a very good point. Yes. Yeah. In, in case... He's not mentioned this on the podcast before. Um, just to give you a brief description, yes, Chris is an artist. He's a graphic designer, and uh, yeah, he does have many tattoos. So uh, yes, uh, uh, very artistic. And and I want to say, like, I know that the spirituality sense has kind of been in my mm. family. It started with my grandmother. She was always, well, according to what she would tell me, she'd be really in, in tuned to the spiritual realms. Interesting. And. Um, my eldest sister actually I think she follows suit she's always like when there was a lot of passings in the house and mm. when it was my sister and I living in, in the old house she uh, she felt a lot of things and she experienced a lot of things you mean uh, Roma yeah your grandma's my grandma's house yeah the, the house that we used to that we grew up in and, and used to live in and then when my grandmother uh, got sick we Roma and I moved in my that room was my sister we oh my. moved in and you know take care of the mortgage and take care of the house and everything mm. um, but yeah so I think it, it's supposed to be innately in my in my bloodline I guess right you, but, you mean like a like a six like a consciousness like, like a yeah. cognitive or like a sensitivity awareness? to it right I personally again I don't feel it like I don't I mean 
I've had a couple experiences with Christina and you know yes. what we've gone through and stuff. But even still, like I don't, I'm not that in tune. As much as I'd love to be, and as much as I aspire to be and want to be, I'm not. I've tried looking to join, you know, ghost hunting groups and stuff, and yes. and, and, and it hasn't worked out. And that's the thing. Like I feel like I could be in a very perfectly haunted place mm. and not 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 be aware because I'm just something inside of me is blocking it. But I've I, I've always had interest, and I've always. You know, like it, it always fascinates me. Like I, I'm always watching like Bigfoot shit. I'm watching alien shit. Mm. Ancient. I mean, dude, I, I'm going to alien. What is it? Aliencon.com, and I'm like yes. registered. I'm all the seminars I'm geeking out on here at home because um, you know we can't go anywhere. So, uh, but I mean, I've always loved horror films. I mean, I grew up on that um, so much so that you know, as a kid, I, I would say I, I started about 11 or 13. I started like fooling around with makeup around Halloween time and I'd make myself all gory and nasty and I was about as good as an average 11 year old could be so you I, I please just stop me if, if, if I'm asking something that's untoward but uh, you stop mentioned... no, I'm just <laughs> okay there darn um, <laughs> if so you had mentioned that there were several passings now is that something that you kind of felt afterwards or or just kind of expound upon that a little bit just a little bit okay so if, if you don't mind if no, it's too, no, if it's too sensitive then we can just stop there oh, heck, heck no man I'm, I'm all i'm all for yeah. it so well you were you were there for some of it you know because you know again i've known this guy like fucking almost three-fourths of my life when my uncle when so one of my uncle's I had several uncles that lived yes close or, okay. or close enough. Like my uncle in, in San, San Jose, he moved to L.A. They would come and stay with us as they got older and got sick. And I had that one uncle that died in the apartment that I, I believe you helped me. Yeah, I do. Help, I do remember that. that out. And we found that bag of goodies, uh, several bags of goodies there. Um, I won't elaborate. <laughs> it's a family show. No, oh, my. Kidding. But um, but yeah, so like he, that uncle, he, he eventually came to our house or that mm. house and passed there in the house. Oh my! My other uncle from San Jose, towards the end, he like he moved into that house and passed in that house, all in this one room, that one room in the back. Oh my! You know, I'm and, sorry, and, that. and there was another uncle. My, you know, so I had a total of three uncles, and before that, I know that my great great grandmother passed in that house, and my great 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 grandfather passed in that house. Oh my! So. Oh. There was what? That's what five five passings in that one house. The last three, my uncles, all in that same room. And the funny thing is, so it's the back room in the house. And later on, when Tim and I, Tim Berger and I are in high school, we turned that into our band practice room because we were in a band, high school band together. Oh um, my! Yeah. So in that in that room, yeah. That- and I had no idea until this moment that yeah. all this happened. In, and, in that, oh my! In that bed that Whew. was in there, the, yeah, that bed, that bed could tell you some stories, man. Uh, I will not be sleeping very easily tonight. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's why either we were so good or we were so bad. I don't know. <laughs> Depends who you ask. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean it all. It all happened there. Like, you know, my grandmother took pride in taking care of yes. know, my uncles and stuff, and, and that was where they ended up, and and, and that. So yeah. <laughs> Um, and to my experience, I think that, uh, well, according to Christina and my sister who have lived in that house alongside me, they've experienced stuff there. I, I other than that one story mm. I told about the, the, the fan, the, the chain, nothing like, I, I mean, 
That's well, it. okay, just to take the pressure off of you for a second. So yeah, um, I I have experienced some things. I thank God not lately, but um, I have experienced some some uh, uh, experiences in my life. Um, I believe uh, this was had to be, uh, gosh, either 90, 93 or ninety four, and um, we were filming a movie in the middle, <laughs> the middle of a desert. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> we were filming a movie in the middle of the desert, <clears throat> Armagosa Desert, and um, so I was the crew. I was with the crew. We were, you know, building the sets and. Uh, um, this is probably why we had to do it in the desert, so that way nobody would find out. But we were lighting because it was a World War II okay. film, base film, but extremely low budget. So we were literally lighting tires on fire to make it look like smoke oh, yeah. from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So um, all the crew, we we all kind of shared the same quadrant of the hotel together, and there was about two or three of us in the same room. And then I want to say two in this room, two in that room. So anyway, uh, one of the nights that we're filming um, in this uh, hotel, this hotel is said to have some kind of a presence. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. If you go knowing that, are you going to have a experience knowing that? What if you didn't know that? I guess that's my question. But anyway, um, so... We had heard that um, this hotel, you wake up and then sometimes the stairs are stacked. Uh, the chairs are stacked, I'm sorry. It's the IPA. <laughs> yeah, that's the um, So, um, one of the nights that we were filming, while we were asleep, we all had the same dream. It was about four or five of us that were in the crew. There oh, were grips and dollies or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so what we dreamed that this big spider was chasing us, and uh, it was really weird. It still happened such a long time ago. I can't remember too much about it, but um, the weird thing about that is um, <laughs> one of the grips that the movie, the the, the grip master, I guess. Uh-huh. Big old fat dude, big fat guy, big long beard, long Willie Nelson hair, all hippied out, whatever. This dude, here's our story. We explained to him that we all had the same, about four or five of us had the same dream at the same time. And lo and behold, I'll never forget this. Lo and behold, this dude pulls out this crystal. Oh shit, okay. And I guess he tries to purify the room or something like that. And so he goes to all four corners of the room with this crystal. And he's, you know, chanting whatever. He's trying to, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's probably the only experience. I mean, I, I felt, you know, things or presences or something like that. But um, beyond that, that's probably the only experience that I've ever actually had. So, you know, since then, of course, now that we're doing this. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I think, like, it takes a, a, a specific mindset for it. You know, like, I, I personally feel like... And then also, I think there's also that you have to account for influence. So see that yes, yes. You know, like like you said, knowing, hey, I'm going to this hotel that's a haunted hotel. Yes. You're gonna be more aware. You're gonna be more like, you know, aware of your surroundings and the noises and stuff like that. Yes. If you go in just willy nilly, like, hey, I don't know shit about this hotel. 
you know, you hear creaks and, and moans and shit, you're not going to, the first thing you're not going to start thinking is like, oh, it's a ghost. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. You start rationalizing it, mm-hmm. like, you know, is the TV on or, you know, or whatever. So that's actually a very valid point, Tim. Good good call on that. But um, So, yeah, it, you know, I, who knows? I mean, yeah, I, I guess that's why we're doing the show, just to kind of delve into the paranormal and all the rest of that stuff. But, um, yeah, well, sorry to sidetrack you there. No, man, I, th- I think, like, <laughs> to your point, man, that, that's absolutely right. Um, to continue to answer your question, the reason why I'm doing this is, you know, just, A, to bring awareness. And for me, you know, I, I'm open-minded. I, I believe. I have a lot of... I believe in Bigfoot. I believe in aliens. I believe in life after death. I believe in all that stuff. Do I physically myself have a, a bunch of tangible proof? No, I have some, a little bit, very, very tiny bit. You know, I have a video on my YouTube channel that shows what I feel to be is a UFO or or, or some sort of unexplained aerial phenomenon. Um, we have that green light story that we that we share. Yes, um, I'm I'm very open minded. I do believe. I, I personally don't feel like we're the only life forms in the galaxy. You brought up something good. You brought up something very interesting because now thinking back to that story, okay, we're near Area Fifty One. We've heard the stories. We're seeing the green lights in the sky. So now are we prone to believe? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's actually a good point because I was listening to some old um, Coast to Coast with the Ark Bell the other day. And um, he had a guest on that was talking about mirrors and uh, how mirrors are a portal and all okay. the rest of that stuff. And um, the, the, the guest was saying, yeah, yeah, mirrors can work to... In different dimensions or different portals or something like that, yeah. but you have to believe. Yeah, I, I've heard of that as well. Yeah, you have to believe. So I think that's that's kind of yeah. I, I guess I guess that's kind of the key is just kind of like you know, being prone to that. You know, being believed like uh, Ouija boards. I mean, um, I don't want to. I guess I really don't want to say my opinion either way. But again, it's well, do we all believe this or not? So. Well, like, yeah, to that point with Ouija boards, I mean, there's scientific proof both ways. There's scientific proof that, you know, we have because, you know, bodies were made of water and we have, you know, this, like, we have like electric electrical shocks and stuff that, that go that operate within our body and stuff like. So there's scientific proof that the movement of the planchette is more just like rudimentary, rudimentary because like, you know, it's actual atmospheric changes in the you know based on our body like like there's scientific proof on that and there's also scientific proof that know that as as humans because we're you know the water and and, and, the, mm. and the salts in our system and, and salts are like you know pathways into the spiritual realms and shit like that yes that that is why we make good conduits and the planchette moves like that so i mean it, it really just depends on which side of the fence you sit on you know so have you ever tried shit man the, the- the Ouija, Ouija board, Ouija board, Ouija board. <laughs> well, there was that one time when my hairdresser was on fire, but um, <laughs> uh, Morrissey jokes didn't catch that. Um, well, there was one time, and you know our, our old friend uh, Paco. Um, I had my grandmother um, in that house had a old, old, what Ouija board, right? Like I'm, I'm not, it wasn't even like it was one of the very first Milton Bradley ones, where it was like. Like hardcore, so I found it, and you know my grandma had stashed it, but I found it because I was being you know a little mischievous shit. So I, I kind of kept it. My grandma, you know, she hid it and forgot about it. Like to her, whatever. 
So I remember I found it because this was in summer and I was staying there. Oh my. So I found this Ouija board and the only one brave enough to do it. Because I think I asked you and you were like, no, no, fuck that. Oh, I'm way too chicken for that. So I asked Frank and Frank was down, right? Paco. So I think we were trying it. Oh and gosh. and the one thing that um, for both of us, the planchette basically said that... I, I can't remember the details because it's so fucking long ago. But at the core, what the planchette basically spelled out was that he and I were going to die in a car crash. Right before the age of thirty, I believe it was. Mm. So that scared the shit out of us, right? I mean, kind of. Like we we half believed it, and I'll never forget, man. Because like after that, you know, we'd be driving together, and you know, we hung out a lot. And you know, I, I used to drive pretty crazy, and you know, I I, I did some <laughs> you? some no. shit, yeah. <laughs> no. And every time, you know, Pac would be like, "Dude, are you trying to make that uh, prophecy come true? What's up?" And you know, he'd drive equally as crazy. Because you were prone to exactly. believing that. Exactly. So okay, all right. Let's let's kind of roll roll the uh, the, the clock back just here a little bit. So uh, let's. Oh my gosh, I I had no idea. Let's go backwards here. So you you how old were you when you found this uh, Ouija board? Oh, man. Um, I want to say, well, shit. We were probably what uh, seniors? No, not eight seniors. Sophomore. So. 15 15, 16 maybe. Okay. And, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, what, what were your feelings when you found this? I mean, were you just kind of curious? or? Yeah, I was. Well, I mean, I, for one, I thought it was cool, right? Because, you know, at that point, I'm already establishing into my persona of, hey, I like creepy yes. shit. I like horror movies. I'm already doing all that oh, stuff. Oh, my. Because, um, realistically, I started that, that the, down that path, I started, like, at 10 years old. You know, that's 9 or 10 when I started kind of cross into the dark side so by then i was already pretty decent so i found the dark uh, ouija board excuse me the ouija board and i thought it was really fucking cool and especially because of how old it was so it was like a vintage so i'm like oh, this is, oh my this is fucking cool um and Dude, then i'm getting chills just sitting next to you man so my initial reaction wasn't fear it wasn't like it was excitement it's like fuck yeah i want to try this but i even at that point i knew that you shouldn't or you, you can't or you shouldn't be doing it alone Mm. So I didn't. Otherwise, if I if if so, that can, wasn't a factor, I would have started right away. Can you can you explain why you shouldn't do it alone? Um, if you know or remember, I, from what I remember at the time, it's because if you do it alone, you're more prone to open up. Uh, oh my! Like open up uh, uh, portals, <sighs> right? And and like it's you need secondary energy, mm. a second person's energy to help contain that portal with the spirit connect communications oh and stuff like that um i'll actually look it up and i can explain that later so okay uh, uh now uh, oh my so explain to me what your feelings were and then did you actually feel anything and then did you have the uh black salt white salt or the uh, protection salts around it and the candles did you have any protection nah, i man. guess is my question we didn't do any of that stuff i mean you know, we were just—I was just eager to do it, and Paco was down. So, so this is just two kids, just trying two kids to, okay, in the bedroom. Gotcha, I think I had—I okay. think what I did is we were both sitting on the bed, and it was, I had it in between us on the bed, and we we're both doing that. Okay. So it was just like real spur of the moment. Like he came over, he's like, oh, "I'm down, I'll do it. Fuck it, let's try it." And we were doing it. I mean, it was—I think it was maybe like late afternoon, early evening, like around four or five. So it wasn't early, it wasn't too light, but it wasn't too dark either. Um, no lights, no salt, none of that. We just did it, and uh, 
And yeah, and that's and did we got you, multiple responses. Did you actually feel a um, like a uh, kinetic psychokinetic spirit? No, and well, the thing moving is, moving your hands when we felt because me personally, I didn't hundred percent touch it. Like I would lightly rest my finger on it, like barely, like barely touching it. So when I felt it move, I just like most people, I automatically assumed he was moving it, and I'm like, "Hey man, stop fucking around, stop moving." He's like, "No, I'm not moving it," and he thought the same of me. He thought I was moving it. This is crazy. So you know, I think because we're pre, you know, pre-programmed to be like, "This ain't real," so we automatically question, like, "Dude, I'm not you. Stop, stop fucking around, right?" And again, he was doing the same thing. So it took a lot of that back and forth. We're asking questions, and the planchette was moving. And, uh, you know, we got some answers and some questions we'd have to ask like two or three times and we'd answer. Mm. It was a lot more of the yeses, like yes or no, right? There was only a couple times it spelled something out. And I and I can't remember, for the life of me, I can't remember, excuse me, what it spelled out. But, I, I mean, both of us, I, I, I was continuing and we were doing it. Mm. But in the back of my mind, I thought, nah, he's fucking around. He's, he's just not admitting it. He's trying to fuck with me. And I'm almost certain he thought the same about me. Um, because I, I'll never forget, like, over the course of the years as we got older, that was a running joke between us. Like, mm. you know, hey, man, we're going to die in a car accident. So I, up until that, the year we turned 30, and I was like, hey, man, this is the year. Are you down? Are you, are you ready? And, you know, and yeah, it was a joke. But he, to this day, or well, the last time I talked to him, you know, he denied that he did it. Mm. I, I know that I didn't move it. So I don't know. You, um... You ask the entity, yes or no, we're going to, I mean, this is very specific, or it's yeah. spelled out, it's spelled out, hey, uh, C-A-R, C-R, <laughs> I mean. Like car crash? No, man, I think it was, like I said, it was more yes and no's, and it was kind of like, I think I started because I tend to be a little bit more morbid, so I was like, hey, man, um... When am I gonna die? Oh my! Right or oh or, my. or how am I? Like I think I started the the, the line of questioning with um, who's gonna die first, right? And mm. then uh, and it said, and I think it pointed to two, right? So I was like, oh, does that mean the two of us, right? And then yes, and then again, I don't hundred percent. I, I vaguely, super vaguely remember, but it started off like that, and I was asking the questions, and based on the answers, are we gonna die? We're we gonna drown? No movement or whatever, or no. Oh right? Am I going to get shot? Am I going to get stabbed? Mm. You know, am I going to die in a car crash? And yes. How about Paco? Is he going to die in a car crash? Yes. Are we going to die in a car crash together? Yes. You know, oh like, my. Oh, so okay, and then, so again, that's us uh, forcing our thoughts onto it because it, it could have again, it could have been something. Maybe we're supposed to die. You know, in a sorority surrounded by vampire <laughs> chicks or something. I, you know, I, who knows? You know, death by ass or something. Okay. But we're, yes. you know, we're sitting here, and and it was my my specific line of questioning that guided us towards that answer. Mm. So who knows? Okay. You know? All right. All right. Well, uh, that. Uh, oh my gosh, that is. Last question, and we'll move on. So, how did you end the uh, the uh, session then? Um, we asked a couple more questions and it's it wasn't moving as much. So uh, okay, and then I was just kind of like, hey, let's just say goodbye. We did the goodbye thing and that was it. And okay. I put that thing away and I put it back in the closet and I don't think I touched it very much. 
Yeah, you're supposed to burn it. Correct? Yeah, I think so, or bury it or burn it. But yeah. I remember. Okay, you remember that bed, right? You remember that headrest it had, that wooden headrest. I don't know if I want to. But you're going with this story. But well, yeah, no, go ahead. It, you know, it had the it, so this bed that was in this room that you know. And again, this is we're doing this Ouija board in the in room, this room in the room where all my uncles uh, died and shit. Right. Oh so, lord. So in that room, there was that one bed that they died on, and we're doing mm. it on that bed. Oh, my. And that bed had a headboard, and in that headboard, it had, like, two little, like, I don't know, like, compartments with a sliding door to cover them. So that's where I stashed it. So, I mean, I'm sleeping on that bed with this Ouija board that said, hey, you're going to die in a crash. Oh, my. At my head. Oh my. <laughs> you know, and I slept there like that for a while. Mm. Later, mm. eventually, I ended up because that's where I stashed it. My grandmother never went in there, so yes, um, I moved it later, but I, I don't remember what what I did with it. Yes, I wish yes. I had it now. Actually, uh, well, I'm glad we don't. I'm glad we don't. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I know about that, I don't know how you initiated. I don't know how you ended. The only thing I've heard is that you're supposed to have protection candles and that you're supposed to have protection salts or something. Yeah, I'm yeah. not really sure, but uh, uh, yeah, that is. Well, that's if you're doing it the right way, story. you know, like that's like legit, you know, you're following the protocol and whatever. Um, again, just a couple kids being stupid, just, hey, let's play with the Ouija board, <laughs> you know, and it creeped us, you know, I mean, it, it, it as it being labeled a board game, I mean, it, it managed to do what it said it was going to do it was, you know, give us a mystical experience. I mean, shit, we talked about it for years, you know, mm-hmm. a chunk of our lives. Like half our lives and stuff. So, oh my, yeah, it did it. It did what it said it was gonna do. Milton Bradley got their money's, or we got our money's worth from them. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Well, that that's that is just mind blowing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, if ever given the opportunity, would I do it again? Sure. Yeah. Being older and knowing now, you know, with my renewed in, or my increased interest in paranormal and spirituality and all this stuff, I try to do it right. Mm-hmm. I try to do it in a more, I guess, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like in, in, a, in a more documented setting mm. so that, you know, I mean, I, I'm i not going to do it for the novelty. I'm not doing it for the game. I'm doing it like to have fun with it. See, or, you know, I, don't I don't know. It's like, all right. Okay. I get it. And is it real? I don't know. But Fisher Price, Milton Bradley, you know, it's like, are, were these guys into like Aleister Crawley or something <laughs> before they started making Monopoly and all these other things? It's like, I mean, who? It could be, man. You never you know, know. Maybe you had some creepy dude working the. Yeah, I mean, what, what? How do you go from, you know, hey, shoot some ladders to. Dan, that's actually a really good question, man. No shit. I mean, what does that uh, week's board meeting look like? Hey, guys, <laughs> Hungry Hungry Hippo is really killing it. Hey, I got an idea for a new game. No, no, you're no. They're, they're, all these guys are in suits. They're in suits. And then one dude is like at the end of the table with a, like a, a robe, a black cloak on. He's like, the you know, the last guy they hired, right? Yeah. He has like dark makeup on. No, nah, man. <laughs> it, it, it's it's. It's a Grim Reaper from fucking Bill and Ted's, man. Uh, so all these guys in suits are like, yeah, great job of Monopoly. And then this guy's like, I think I have the perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pitch it to you. You have a board. And it tells you to die. 
Oh, goes great with breakfast cereal. <laughs> Uh, that's a re- actually that's a really good point. <laughs> How the hell did that happen? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's funny if you think about it, like, because you know, the the original Ouija board is like fucking old, old as shit. There was a lot of old creepy shit back then. I mean, dude, you're you're talking like sideshows and, and sh- you know, Elephant Man, and like people would go and watch this stuff. Well, okay, like we're going back to what you were saying. It's all about the conduit, and it's all about your belief. Whatever. This is this is the reason why I tend to say I'm a little bit more on the. I mean, I respect everything, so that's why because I don't want anything bad coming back to me. Mm-hmm. But you know, the thing is, there's always has to be a conduit. Like, let's just say the crystal ball, right? Okay. You know, to tell your fortune, to see your future, or something like that. There's that conduit right there. Uh, vo- voodoo. Um, that voodoo, you do. <laughs> hey, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, voodoo, there's the doll, there's the conduit on that, Ouija board, there's the planchette. There's always that conduit to the other side, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like, all right, you know. But, um, I mean, what if I was just so damn good at the magic that I didn't need it? I don't know. That's why I kind of tend to be, I don't want to say skeptic, but it's like, why do you need the conduit, I guess? I think... To that point, I mean, I, I almost feel like the, mirror. The, the majority of people, especially like me, myself, I, like I said, I'm open, I believe, there is a sense of skepticism there because, again, I, like I said, I don't feel it or I haven't seen it. I'm open to it, but I think you need that balance. I think you need to have that open-mindedness and still have some, some level of skepticism because I think it keeps you on track, right? Mm-hmm. So... Being a skeptic is not a 100% bad thing, man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like... Because being that skeptic is going to put you in a position where you want to prove it or disprove it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I think that skepticism keeps you keeps you on the straight and narrow. Keeps you, yeah, yeah. Keep it, yeah. Like you said, just keeping an open mind. You know, listening to people, hearing them out. You know, seeing seeing their beliefs. I mean, like I say, I've never done that. You know, uh, like tarot cards or anything like that, mm. or crystal bars. I mean, I've never done any of that stuff. But uh, well. Outside of not scary farm, <laughs> hey, hey, man, that that's still you know the spirituality sense. Like, well, let me ask you this: like, if you're given the opportunity now, maybe not the Ouija board, but <laughs> uh, you clearly made you know, made us your stance known there. But if given the opportunity now, would you? Was that something you would experience? Like, say, there's a palm reader or tarot cards, like, and you know, sat down. Would, if if yeah, I said, hey, man, I'll pay for this sit down and have your fortune read would you do it or would you be like "Mm." well okay the the palm reading i think that that's um completely harmless um in the fortune telling i think that those things are completely harmless as long as they're not invoking any kind of any kind of spirits or they're trying Mm -hmm. to you know invoke any kind of uh, presence or anything like that I'd be fine with that. I mean, okay. I, again, you know, um, and I try to go in at least with it as open mind as possible. Okay. Hey, that's all that we can ask for. <laughs> you know, 100%. Um, okay, fair enough, man. That's good. So, who knows? Maybe for a future podcast, we'll uh, make those arrangements and uh, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you guys keep requesting it, you know, make leave some comments, you know, send me some uh, messages and... Let me know if that's something you want us to do, and uh, we'll see what we can do for you guys. Yes, very um, exciting. But yeah, man. I, I mean, honestly, like, I think 
I mean, we could talk about this shit for hours, man. But um, I think to your point, to sum it all up, tying this little bow on it, like like we've already said, I, I think it's really your it's your beliefs, you know. Yes. Because you. Yes, I you, think that's what you know, it all comes back to. You you can impose that belief either way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, different strokes for different folks. You know, hundred percent. Absolutely. So that brings us back to, I guess, the original point of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think we kind of got sidetracked there for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about the fire in the sky incident. Um, so, so Tim, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell me your thoughts on that for now? All right. Well, uh, I think this is uh, um, one of the more famous alien abduction stories um, I believe it's uh, uh, Travis Walton. Yep. You know, uh, uh, and he was a uh, he was with a group of loggers. So yeah, I guess a little backstory. Um, I'll help you out here, Tim. So in uh, I guess in 1975, uh, Travis was working um, with a crew, and they were um, they were basically uh, uh, loggers, and um, so they. We're out in the fields uh, doing their shit, and I guess they, uh, while they were riding back, uh, they encountered a saucer-shaped object um, hovering above above the ground about 110 feet, mm. and I guess it was making some like high-pitched buzzes and noises. So, um, I guess Walton claims that um, after he left the truck and that he approached the object, that a beam of light suddenly appeared from the craft and knocked him unconscious. Um, the other guys, you know, scared as shit. I mean, they just saw their guy get vaporized by a light. Mm. Or at least that's what they thought. They just drove off. They're like, fuck him. I'm out. And they left. Um, and I guess as they're leaving, you know, they didn't they didn't feel right. It didn't sit well with them. So they turned back around to go look for him and he wasn't there. So um, the premise is, you know, like they went back. They couldn't find him. So when they went into town to report him missing... The whole town started blaming them for murdering him because there was, oh you know, they, they, he was gone, right? And everybody knew that there was some tension between him and a couple of the other guys. Um, but <laughs> don't worry, I, I've done that as well. He just hit the mic. Um, but yeah, so I guess there was some tension between him and one of the other loggers. And, and so they assumed that it was a, a murder, right? And then mm. um, I don't remember how many days. It was... Uh, let me see here. Let me see if I can find out real quick. It was a matter of a few days. Uh, you know why they, they probably didn't believe him yet in that town? Uh-huh. It's because they hadn't heard Ozzy Osbourne yet. So, oh, that's true. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, if they had heard fire in the sky, they possibly would have believed him. It's it's Well, that's true. That's very true. Um, okay, so I couldn't find the amount of days, but... So I guess he woke when he came to. He uh, he was naked and alone and out in the woods. Uh, and then um, he called his wife to say, "Hey, I'm here." So of course, you know, they all went looking and they picked him up and they took him to the hospital. And then he told this incredible story about him being abducted by an aliens and like being um, observed by short bald creatures. And uh, I guess they were probing him and doing like experiments on him and stuff like that. And then I guess once they were done, once they got their probe on, they uh, said, "All right, man, we're done with white boy. You know, let's oh. let him go." <laughs> and uh, so he told the story, and of course nobody believes him. Uh-huh. But it's funny because 
you know, every the whole town was turning against the other loggers. But once Travis was back, they didn't go back to be like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, we're about to lynch you because we thought you were gonna we, you killed your guy." Mm. And so it just it was a really crazy, crazy uh, thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think there was some proof. So okay, uh, how how did he? Recant the story. Do, do you do you have that? Because I I believe it was through hypnotism. Correct. So I think it started off with a polygraph test. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. took polygraph tests, and um, although the stories they told were fucking outlandish and unbelievable, yes, the polygraph confirmed their stories to be true. So of course that brought into question like nah man these guys know how to how to work the system and you know there's something wrong with the equipment i mean they questioned everything mm. um but yet if it proved them to be lying obviously they weren't going to question shit so i think it's just you know it's kind of a uh, hypocritical there but anyway so yeah it started with that and, and so they, you're saying it was a he said et he said <laughs> that's yes yes he said et said uh <laughs> <laughs> Good try. Good try. Uh, <laughs> it's the IPA. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, okay. I um, guess he, at first, he didn't have any memory of what happened. He just woke up and was in the middle of whatever. Yes, yes. But then he started, it started, the the, the suppressed memory started kind of coming forth. And, he's, and he started visualizing being abducted and these aliens. Oh, and my. Keeping him in the cage and doing these things mm. to him and stuff. So... Um, and I think ultimately um, he did end up going to go get, uh, like to your point, to go get it brought out in a more professional manner. Mm. So um, he wrote a book about it. And I guess based on the news coverage and based on the book, they made a movie about it with mm. D.B. Sweeney. That's his name. And with the T-2000. Oh, Robert. <laughs> Robert Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> so, okay. Um... This is this is my question. Um, why is it that now? Here's the thing. Now, just just to kind of take the skeptic kind of point of view there. Um, why is it that in most of these cases you don't just come back and say, "Hey guys, look what I just did," or "Look at what just happened to me," and hear about this? Why is it that? Why is it that it's always brought out through hypnosis? And and and, and, and when did this start becoming this? phenomenon of oh okay well you know hey you might have been abducted let me put you under and see if you can remember something what we said earlier you're prone to believing then well i'm gonna get a hypnosis right now that's true i might remember something (laughs) come on knock it out yeah but i mean okay think about it like you're an et right you're you're floating around space and you happen to come to our planet and you see a nice piece of ass walking around the field. And you're like, you know, let me check that out. You abduct it. You have your way with it. You do your thing. Yes. I mean, come on, man. You know, you, you don't want people to know that you're kind of, you know, you're you're slumming it. So you do your little. Uh, so if I'm hearing you correctly, <laughs> you're saying that these guys from Zeta Reticuli come with roofies? Hey, roofies and uh, maybe some uh, Vaseline. Okay, okay, all right, yeah. all right. So when they offer you a drink on the uh, spaceship, then uh, probably decline that one. Yeah, right? you know when they offer that Earl Grey tea. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is yeah. I, I think a lot of these, a lot of these abduction stories, these are all yeah. brought out through hypnosis. Yeah, a lot of it comes the tapes, out. you know, and then they remember all these facts. I think a lot of it is because it, a the person, a person's mind can be very fragile, right? So like, think about it. As far as we know, we're the only living humans, right, or living species. Imagine you're being surrounded by aliens, like a completely different extraterrestrial form of life, mm-hmm. and it's doing shit to you. It's putting, you know, probing you or needles or I don't know, whatever they do. Your mind can't 100% fully accept it because it's all of a sudden like everything that you knew to be true is not true anymore. So the mind is fragile. So maybe your mind just kind of goes, it just shuts off and like puts this blocker. You don't want to. Yeah. Like, cause your mind can't comprehend like the, the reality of it. So then the shit goes down. And if you survive the abduction, you get brought back. Would that be like associated with like PTSD? Yeah, like, very like, well could like, be. Like, it's so bad that I just don't want to remember. Interesting, and interesting theory, that. Tim. Elaborate on that. That's an I, interesting. I, I theory. blocked that part of my my brain out, um, just because right. it's so traumatic. But then it eventually creeps out, right? Like mm. you have your visions, you have your your spells, and, and your you know, and it it, it could happen, you know, like because it's so your subconscious is like, no, fucker, you want to say that this didn't happen, but it did happen. Mm. And I'm going to make you remember this shit that happened. You remember you had that big green dick in your ass? Well, <laughs> you got to remember it, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been hypnotized a couple times. And, uh, I mean, it, it, it was never to bring out any kind of regressed memories or anything like that. It was more of a meditation kind of deal. Um, Interesting. But, um, um, yeah, I mean, is it BS? I don't know. Is it snake oil? I don't know. But, uh, I mean, you're hella relaxed. That's all I can really say to that. that I, you know, as far as, like, the alpha wave or anything like that. Are you tr- truly achieving that? I don't know. Well, let me ask you this, man. Like, did, do you genuinely feel like it, it actually happened? Like, you were hypnotized? Like, you, you, you fully felt hypnotized? Did you reach a different state of mind occasionally? I guess. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, enough for me to really stay with it. I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, it's been such a long time. But um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, you, you, it didn't work every time. But yeah, you know, when it worked, yeah, it did work. And then you, you know, the uh, the guided meditation that was done, you kind of, you know, like say for example, when you go under, they say, okay, picture yourself on an island in the hammock and you're swaying back and forth in this island it's your own island and blah blah, blah. you know that just to kind of induce the uh, uh i guess the higher state or something like that if you're imagining that you could put yourself there yeah you know okay. i mean i don't know i i, I don't want to sound all you know l ron hubbardy but uh yeah oh man that's interesting like so it's not like like they show in the movies and tv where you fucking blank out and then you know like bark like a dog yeah yeah <laughs> see <laughs> that's the thing i don't know like you know that's that's what kind of leads me to the skeptical side because it's like all right all right well if this is really working why are we at six flags magazine mountain watching this so <laughs> yeah i mean you know like so okay i mean that's interesting man like i i personally have never ever even considered being hypnotized or thought about it but i can see that you know maybe i'll try that see yeah I'll report to that 
Maybe my skeptical ass will learn a thing or two. <laughs> maybe maybe I have some shit back here that's just brewing and maybe it'll, it'll I, unlock yeah. it. Um, so I do have a question for you. Um, do you know the... Does he describe... Does Travis Walton describe... Were they greys? Were they reptilians? Were they the, the midgets or anything like that? I didn't that? read the book, but I think the based on the movie, the way he described them were like basically like greys, right? Not reptilian. Um, and, you know, small, bald-headed. I guess to quote him, I have a quote of his here. Okay. Uh, he basically said that um, he was being observed by three short, bald creatures. Oh, my. And that's how he described them. Um, I'm actually, you know what I think, you know, this, this, this talk, this was kind of off the cuff and impromptu, the subject. Um, I mean, cause I have some awareness of it and because I asked you last minute to kind of jump in. Well, I, I think well, I hear a UFO now. <laughs> so, okay. I guess I see where you're going with this. I'd like to know, let's just say the grays, right? Mm-hmm. I'd like to know, maybe this is what we can discuss next time. What? Are the greys based on everybody's stories that uh-huh. they've had their their encounters? What are the greys' intentions, and does that align with everybody else's in, uh, uh, stories? That's that's what I was gonna try to ask on this time, um, because the thing is, if you have everybody saying the same thing that and they're unrelated, you know. There might be something to Yeah, it. there might be something like, you yeah. know, walks like a duck, talks yeah, like yeah, a duck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A duck. Yeah, so I'd be very interested to see, you know, do some background on the uh, the Greys and well, to see. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What their intentions, like, say, for example, the crop circles or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. But I think, the, like, because, you know, there's. I think there's, there's some documentation um, from MUFON or whatever that. Mm. There's several species of alien. Like, there's not just greys. There's, like, kind of like us. You know, we have different nationalities, yes. right? Yes. So there's, like, this belief that there's several nas- quote-unquote nationalities of aliens, and each one has different intents. Some are here to further evolution of man and, and help us, you know, with with developing, like, technology. Then there's the, hey, they're here to eat us and <laughs> take our resources. So, I mean... It really depends on who you ask, but I think that's a good question. Like, um, yeah, I mean, if, if you know, if you guys have any thoughts on what these uh, what these aliens want, um, you know, please feel free to share them with us. I mean, we'd definitely love to talk about them. Um, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up here, um, unless you have anything else you want to share. Tim. No, no, no. I, yeah, I, I think that's going to be some real good uh, uh, topic for next time. We'll kind of, I'll, I'll kind of look into that. Yeah, no, I like that. That's that's a good good point. Yeah. And again, yeah, like I was just saying, man. So just send us your thoughts if you've had any experiences or encounters. You know, share us, share with us your beliefs. You know, like um, what do you think their intentions are? Are they just here for the butt sex, or are they here to like, <laughs> you know, help us, uh, help us like uh, e- evolve? Well, uh, I really want to thank you for having me on. It's been a real honor here. So, uh, uh... oh, thank you, sir. It's it's a. Uh, a, it was good to have your side of the story um, earlier, and, and you know what? You know, I'm not gonna lie. Like, you know, it, it's interesting to have this discussion type forum. You know, it's, it's interesting. So, you brought up a lot of good, strong subjects, and it's stuff for me to look into, um, and you know, maybe vice versa. So, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, feel free to you know go our live website now, www.thelinebeginstheblur.com, and uh, please subscribe to the podcast. 
um, go ahead and just check it out. And uh, if you have any comments, any stories, anything you care to share, please shoot me an email or you, you know at info at theblindbeginsblur.com. Or like I said, you can do it on the website. Still working on getting that 800 number. It's going to be a minute, but uh, I'm still definitely working on it. But uh, other than that, man, and thanks for tuning in and thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully I'll see you back here. Take care. You've been listening to the Line Begins to Blur podcast with your host, Chris G. Join us every other week for new episodes.